Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's uh, 12 minutes after 8 on the voice of the Cape, just gone 13. And uh, we're in the program MJC Speaks now, of course, uh, from now right up until 9 o'clock, inshallah. And as mentioned, uh, in this program, we look at various uh, uh, branches of the Muslim Judicial Council and get an idea of exactly how this organization functions. functions and it's interesting to see, you know, the, ins- the, see the insides and inner workings in the MJC and understand how it serves our community. Well, tonight uh, we are looking at social development and we focus on the social development department, that arm of the Muslim Judicial Council, and we'll be having various uh, members uh, from the social development department in studio with us this evening. We welcome your SMSs 47913, or if you have any questions you'd like to pose in terms of understanding this organization a bit better, uh, well, turn to that. You can WhatsApp us on 072-238-0712-072-238-0712. Well, my guests uh, in studio this evening is uh, firstly a famous voice on VSC, no stranger to the airways, Sheikh Fadil Imandin, a head of the Development of Social Department, also VSC presenter. Uh, and then we also have Sister Wada Ani, she's a counselor. And we have Sister Zina Kalbi, who's a receptionist, and uh, all members here present. First of all, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I love that coordinated. It's beautiful, mm. mashallah. We're off to a good start. Uh, well, obviously, speaking social development, um, and we kind of have an idea of what it is, but uh, when we talk about the Muslim Judicial Council, uh, we are speaking in a slightly different context because it is specific to the needs of the Muslim community. So, firstly, Sheikh Fadil Mandin, how does the MJC interpret? Uh, social development. Yes, inshallah, that is an important question to understand, but also to understand the background for the social development department. It was previously known as the social welfare department of the Muslim Judicial Council, and recently, about six, seven years ago, it was changed to the social development department of the Muslim Judicial Council. Now in the context of the name and the understanding and the working of the department uh, at the Muslim MJC is to understand that the core function of the SDD, the Social Development Department, is counseling. Our core structure was marital counseling and thereafter we branched out to go into different types of counseling, individual counseling, family counseling, trauma counseling, uh, rape counseling, basically almost any type of counseling that is needed by the community. Excepting in exclusion to drug counseling. That is something that we don't do at the office, but we do have uh, facilitation for that outside of the offices of the Social Development Department, inshallah. So in context, basically, the Social Development Department works something similar to the Social Welfare Department of the Western Cape, as where we deal with the social ills and the, the, the counseling aspect of family and so on, inshallah. So, so if I if I could maybe then just um, take a, uh, a stab at it in saying then, when we look at uh, social social uh, development within the uh, MJC and, and the kind of things that, uh, and we'll probably get into a little bit more in terms of the kind mm. of cases that one sees, but uh, are we saying then that uh, this comprises also in the situation where we have a home where a son is dra- drug addicted and he's turning the house upside down, or we have a situation where um, we've got uh, a uh, mother who's uh, terrified of of of, of her husband uh, and she's pregnant or she's got children. Uh, does this also fall in that ambit? I mean, uh, if we're speaking about counselling, if we're speaking about uh, you know, kind of providing a, a, a safe space, does that is that also part of what the MDC does? 
No, inshallah, that is that is that is what we do. But when we speak about drug counselling specifically, it mm. means the person that is abusing the substance. We do. We will speak to him on the basis of trying to get him to reconcile his ideas as far as what he is doing and what is how it affects the family. But the drug counselling itself, that is something that we will we're not able to handle with because that is a specific type of counselling uh, that is uh, different to any other type. So it is a specific person in a specific way in a specific uh, detailed. Uh, procedure there, maybe Auntie Rueda could, mm-hmm. could just elaborate a bit more mm-hmm. on that, inshallah. Well, uh, uh, my next uh, question was going to be for Auntie Rueda, and that is, of course, is if, if we're looking at uh, counseling, just talk about the types of people, the types of cases that one might see uh, if one would come and visit the offices of the uh, Social Development Department mm-hmm. of the MJC. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And Sheikh Padil said it's a very holistic counseling. Um, skills team that we have at the MJC and we do any kind of counseling primarily it is obviously marital counseling and sometimes we find that when the clients come to the MJC they have already decided that this marriage is over or it had reached the end of wherever it is that they're finding themselves but the um, procedure that we have in place is that whether the client believes that the marriage is over or not we have to give them three counseling sessions we will assess the case and after that we will refer it either to sharia court talaq court or if the couple so wishes we will counsel them but it is not somebody that comes off the street and says you know i cannot live with this woman anymore or the woman says i cannot live with this husband anymore and automatically they will just get a talaq or the fasakh will be granted there is counseling which is mandatory they have to do three counseling sessions and after that it will be assessed and then it will go to whichever court it needs to go to. Now, I want to ask, based on experience now, mm-hmm. uh, your experience uh, in terms of, of, of the kind of counseling that we're dealing with, Auntie uh, Rueda, would you say then that um, it, some of them, or most of the issues can be resolved within counseling and are resolved within counseling? I mean, uh, do you find, you know, sometimes husband and wives, they j- it's just the last through when they decide now they want to split, and mm-hmm. uh, you are able to reconcile based on, you know, uh, them being able to have both of their voices heard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we need to hear both sides of the story, and mm. the word reconciliation is a very, very big word. Mm. And obviously, our first course of action would be reconciliation. However, reconciliation depends widely on the two people that you are dealing with. We can do the best that we can, whether you're a counselor, an imam, a sheikh, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, we can do that much. But the effort, the hard work, and the sacrifice for a marriage. That depends on the two people in the marriage. So if they prepare to work on the marriage, we definitely will be there to arbitrate and facilitate for them. But a lot of the effort obviously comes from the, the couple. Now, uh, if we look at some of the other uh, cases, not just n- marital cases, mm-hmm. but I mean, sometimes do we find that uh, the MJC is having to then also intervene in a situation where kids are affected negatively within a household? And, 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 and uh, would the MJC then refer uh, to other uh, partners in, in, in helping to assist in getting mm-hmm. the situation you know, to a certain sense of normality within the home, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes, alhamdulillah, we are very fortunate that we have volunteers that um, assist us on a daily basis. And we have um, volunteers that work with children that are there once a week. So if there are severe cases of children being traumatized or children being in need of therapy or anything, then we have 
counselor at the MJC that we can refer those cases to. If, um, as Sheikh Fadil said, we don't do uh, a cold drug cases off the off the yeah. street, but if a a, cl- a couple comes in and the husband have a drug problem, for example, then we are able to just do the basic counseling and then refer them to a place where, where they need to go. Exactly the same with children. So we have a, um, a counselor coming in once a week. She specializes in uh, children therapy, play therapy, and all of those things. So if we have children who are in need and who are in trouble and the parents need any kind of counseling for them, then we would refer them to one of our own counsellors. Alternatively, we can refer them to one of our partners that we can deal with. Yeah. Well, the voice uh, of Antidoweda Ali, counsellor at the Social Development Department of the Muslim Judicial Councils, have uh, Zarina Kalbi with me, receptionist, and Sheikh Fadil Imandin, who is the head of the Department of Social Development for the Muslim Judicial Council. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we continue looking at this uh, branch of the MJC. We welcome your questions on 07223. Eight oh seven one two, and you can also uh, SMS us four seven nine one three. No birthday messages. I see there are birthday messages coming through. Unfortunately, that this is not the space for that. So please send it later on. Inshallah, that's of course between uh, ten and eleven. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back. 8.25 uh, with the program MJC Speaks. And I still have my guest in studio, Sheikh Fadil Mandin, head of the Department of Social Development, also Antiruwaida Ali, counselor at the uh, Social Development Department of the MJC. And uh, Sister Zarina Kalbi, she's a receptionist at the, uh, at the Social Development Department. And I believe she's been there the longest out of all the members uh, around the <laughs> table. Just heard that little bit of information yeah. to capture <laughs> and share it, inshallah. So now, um, uh, Sheikh, I just want to then revisit, uh, you know, if we look at the social development department and where it started, obviously it was called the social welfare department before. But so b- before we even get into anything else, why was, when it changed over from, from social wealth, if I look at the word social welfare and social development, mm-hmm. was this the conscious choice to say that, you know what, it's no longer just about the well-being, but we want to develop uh, our community in that sense. Is, 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 is that the play on words the reason for that? Yeah, it, it is exactly that. When you speak about social welfare, it, 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 it has a broader meaning than just, you know, in-house counseling and assistance to family. Welfare means, you know, when it comes time to need and, and, and the needs of a family, physical needs, you know, financial needs and so on, where although the social development department isn't able to assist in that way, the e-sister bodies of the Muslim Judicial Council that does that work. You know, the MJC itself doesn't really do the welfare uh, work uh, as, as going out. So the social development department was more the developmental stages of the family unit itself and everyone inside. And that is why the, the name, it was almost as a need to change for the, 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 the persons outside to understand the deeper meaning and the, co- and the purpose of the department itself. Now, if we look at uh, the uh, organization as it sta- stands now, uh, take us through the staff complement and uh, how things are set up. If a person does come in and they have a, a, uh, a problem uh, that which ne- where they need counseling in whichever manner that the social development department provides, and I think I'll throw this question out to uh, uh, Zarina Colby. Firstly, if a person needs an appointment at the MJC, they will call into the office where we will inform them the first available appointment, which is not too far out. It is basically two two, three days apart. Um, They will have to be there. Our time is eight. uh, We open up our offices at eight Mm o'clock, but we will tell the people 
8.30. It's a first-come, first-served basis. Um, they need to bring with, the only thing that they need to bring with is their ID and their marriage certificate. And then from there, inshallah, we normally take it. Okay. So um, being, uh, being, you know, uh, the, the receptionist uh, for, for such a long period of time, you've seen the system change and grow and develop. And so what has been your experiences from the time that uh, you joined uh, the Muslim Judicial Council in, that, in this capacity to now and what you've seen? Well, since I started in the year 2001, a lot of changes has taken place. Um, much more structure, procedure. Um, we don't play around. This mm. is what we what we want. Uh, our core function, as Sheikh Fadl Antirwada has said, it's counselling. Nobody can come in there and just say, look, we want out. Mm. And I will make it quite clear to the person over the phone or in standing in front of me that this is the procedure what we follow. And if they're not happy with it, look, this is what we follow, and they will go for it. Well, I think also sometimes, you know, uh, people become frustrated because there's a lot of anger, especially when people are in a relationship and the one person feels that this relationship is not for them anymore, and they don't feel that they can reconcile. So the anger is there that they want to get out of this relationship and they want to move on with their life, uh, in a sense. And they not give, they don't give a second thought to counselling uh, sometimes, which might even be the the, the solution. Uh, uh, to resolve a lot of the issues uh, present in the relationship, uh, so so obviously, so would we say then also, Sheikh Ivaki, just maybe throw this question out again, that um, the the offer of counselling even to couples who are intent on divorce, uh, the offer of ca- those three counselling sessions is to open their eyes to different dimensions. Uh, and different ways of looking at the, at the problem that they face, as opposed to you know just saying you know what okay if you want to divorce just just go ahead and divorce is your right. Mm. Now Alhamdulillah, look the, the the basically the three counselling sessions that we do have it, it it involves obviously the first session where the person makes it makes the complaint and that is the intake of the entire procedure. Then the second session, if a person comes in and makes an allegation against their spouse, that is obviously what it is at that time, it is allegations. So it needs to be seen and kind of investigated, if you can use that word. And then the third session that will be there is to bring both couples into the room and then try to figure out, you know, what is the issues, is this marriage uh, reconcilable or are the couple incompatible with one another? And we need to understand that this is the procedure of the MGC, but it is not mandated by the MGC. This is the Quranic injunction where Allah Ta'ala, you know, speaks about that there must be a procedure when a husband wants to issue talaq and a wife wants to go for a fasakh. So even with talaq, yes, we have the understanding that the husband just has the right to say to the wife, I talaq, you finish and cry. That is a divorce. But that is not what the Quran speaks about. That is not the sunnah of our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa In divorce, there is a procedure. The same as before you got married, you had to first book a and you had to first go and, you know, buy flowers, chocolates. You had to, there was a procedure before you could ask the hand of the, the, the wives in, in, in marriage. Or even, you know, hook the husband and, you know, keep him there where you want him to be. So there was a procedure for that in the same aspect. In the same vein, there is a procedure when a couple wants to divorce. It is not as easy and we cannot, you know, emphasize it in enough. It is not as easy as just saying, I talaq you, even though that is valid. So this is not a procedure that we want it because we want to do so. This is the procedure that is laid out by Allah 
and our beloved Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Moreover, what we need to understand when we work with marriage, it is a very sensitive issue because now we're working with the law of Allah and we're working with what the heart wants and what the mind is telling us. Now, what the heart wants and what the mind is telling us is not necessarily in conformity what what the Quran and the Sunnah is 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 saying. That is why you know the MGC, and this is also something that we're going to stress. The MGC is not a talak factory and a fasakh factory. It is not just something that you come in here, I want a talak, okay, we ask you what size do you want, small, medium or large. It is not that. There is a procedure that we follow and we are going to be answerable by Allah. So obviously when you're working in this line, you're going to find people that is going to be disgruntled because one of the two people is not going to get what they want. Mm-hmm. But we know and we we stand firm on the position that we are following the procedure as Allah had put it out as Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam has you know uh, shown us and this is the procedure that we need to follow it is not something i want it is not something that we can you know just do by the way it is something that is is mandatory by the laws of the sharia We've got a, a, a messenger that came through that says, We came for regular counseling as a couple and it was very effective. Alhamdulillah, I had to change myself and that really helped our marriage. Sister Zarina is very professional at reception. Alhamdulillah, from a silent listener in Bandiyavo. Um, <laughs> Mashallah. Yeah, well, Mashallah. Uh, of course, uh, then w- when we talk about, uh, uh, you know, moving a, a little bit deeper into the issue and we say, uh, not just with marriage, but with other aspects. Some t- does does the social development department deal with like issues such as even you know when when family members uh, are, are feuding or fighting over something, or it's a matter of inheritance. Even would this also form part of the ambit of the of the social development yeah. department? When there is a family dispute, you know, with regards issues other than inheritance, then yes, we will come into play there. But when it comes to inheritance, then that will fall under the ambit of the Fatwa Department of the Muslim Judicial Council. They will deal with that because they deal with all inheritance matters. Where others is concerned, family feuds, even we've dealt with cases where brothers and sisters do not speak to one another. We've dealt with cases where husband and, or, or rather father and mother does not want to get involved in the in the daughter's marriage and so on. So that type of family counseling we do, and uh, uh, but but when it comes to inheritance, that we there's a separate department for that. Okay, so uh, once again uh, we are chatting to uh, Sheikh Fadl Mandin, uh, Sister Weda Ali, and Sister Jina Kobi, who are from the Muslim Judicial Council's Social Development Department, and uh, we're unpacking issues. But I think the biggest uh, the, the biggest aspect that people relate to this department would be the marriage component. And I'd like to maybe speak for a moment about, uh, you know, the one who's been there the longest, I think, in, in, in this capacity. And if I speak about uh, amongst the ulama, uh, we speak about maybe Imam, Imam Mati Saban, who's been part of the marriage, who's, 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 who's been a, kind of a marriage officer in a sense. Uh, when we look at, uh, you know, the, the, the staff compliment, obviously Imam's not the only, only Imam dealing with, with, with marriage issues, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, Imam, Imam Abdul Muti is still at the, at the office, alhamdulillah. Imam is there on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And then we have for the last 13 years, uh, Imam, 16, 16, for years, the last 16, years. 16 years, we have the likes of Imam uh, Mustafa, Mustafa Ahmad. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been a loyal and, and a hard-working uh, counselor at the offices. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a young Mawlana at, uh, by the name of Mulna Yazid Abdurrahman Hamildin was also, you know, doing brilliant work in the department, alhamdulillah. And then myself as the last male 
you know i'm the baby okay. in the department alhamdulillah <laughs> and then obviously we have our our, our female component of the counselors Sister Ruwaida Ali is the senior counselor in the, in, in the female department. And then we have Sister Shima Dalvi, who's also been there for quite some time, for 13 years, alhamdulillah. And then also we, we, the, 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 the volunteer counsellors, the likes of uh, Shamila Israel, who's the, the in-house child counsellor and drug counsellor. Even though we said we don't do drug counselling, she is there, but she does only the, the basics when it comes to drug counselling. It is not very... Uh, uh, what do you say? It's not uh, very much in depth. In depth, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that she will take somewhere else. Then we have uh, Sister Shamila Francis. She is also the trauma counselor, rape counselor, marital counselor. Then we have Sister Zubaida Ahmed, who's also a brilliant counselor. Alhamdulillah, she does almost. She does family counseling. She does individual counseling. She does. Grief, grief counseling. counseling. Mm-hmm. So, so the staff complement is huge. Until Waida Ali, you know, the CV is too long to mention. We're going to need another <laughs> hour, Alhamdulillah, just to mention her portfolio <laughs> in the in the department. So, the department is 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 mm-hmm. the, the social development department mm-hmm. is one of the, is the biggest department at the Muslim mm-hmm. Judicial mm-hmm. Council. Is also one of the oldest departments of the Muslim Judicial Council. As long as the Muslim Muslim Judicial Council stands, that is how long the social development department is. Uh, also standing in the in the in the MGC, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Well, I I heard also that uh, we uh, obviously do rape counselling, and uh, this is a very important issue. We find ourselves uh, in 16 days of activism, um, you know, a, 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 a campaign of against mm-hmm. violence against women and women and children. We know that the MGC has a, a campaign in line with this also uh, that extends for an even longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the rape counselling now in the sense of uh, when exactly with the MGC get involved because we know that the process is uh, part, uh, normally people report it to mm-hmm. to uh, uh, the the police uh, um, and hopefully they do mm-hmm. report it to the police and from there there is a process that happens uh, this, uh, uh, they they come into contact with the social worker mm-hmm. at the station um, but at what point f- from there on does the uh, social development d- department get involved and how do they then maybe take over the process or how do they engage with the victim of of, of the assault okay so a person will not come to the MGC when they have been raped per se. Mm. It will be part of um, a set of problems or so part of presenting problems that they will mm. obviously disclose. So as we mentioned earlier, there are partnerships that the MGC have, and a partnership with Rape Crisis is one of the partnerships that we have. So we will do the initial intake. We will then refer. We will give mm. them a referral letter. We will phone the council at Rape Crisis and make an appointment for them. Uh, to go to rape crisis, but a rape case per se, we do not handle that. We just do the initial intake and then we refer, because there are obviously rape crisis are the professionals in this, and they will take the case through whether it needs to be taken to court or whatever they need to do what they do, they will take the case further. And how, how important would one say are these partnerships in helping to get assistance mm-hmm. uh, for people, particularly when we look at the MJC being an organization that has to cover so much ground? Mm-hmm. Partnerships are obviously very important because we cannot reinvent the wheel all the time. So when we're doing something, um, we're doing the the basic counseling. If there's anything specialized that our clients need, we need to be able to refer them to the relevant um, institutions that does specialize in the specific thing that they need. So we have to be able to identify and then correctly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Correctly refer them to where they need to be here. 
Okay. So, so uh, also then, if we talk about, and I want to go back to children, because uh, we know that uh, the uh, concept of uh, the child uh, and, and the impact of the child uh, in, in anything that impacts on the child, mm-hmm. it leaves a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, that part, those partnerships would also then uh, be in place when it comes to counseling of children. Uh, th- th- there would be the same intake process, and then and then then heading from the on into maybe one of your one yeah. of your partners who would then uh, assist in, in 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 facilitating that counselling process. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. mostly obvi- obviously the parent will say, you know, I am struggling with my child. Mm-hmm. So um, as I said, she will not bring the child in as uh, as as a case per se. Mm-hmm. It will be part of you know we've been through the divorce. The child has been uh, um, exposed to whatever kind of abuse that he's maybe seen, and he's been exposed to that. So the child will be maybe a problem child. So from there on, if the parent wants the child to be seen by a specific counselor or a specific organization, as we said, Chamila is the um, in-house child counselor where she does the uh, um, play therapy and what she does with him. So she will do whatever she can, and if she needs to, then she will refer. Mm. And also, yeah. just on that point of Sheikh Maaf to interject, but then also, as much as we refer to outside the partnerships, mm-hmm. they also refer back to us. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, we're not saying that somebody that is being raped is going to have to come to the MGC and, you know, lay the case there. Mm-hmm. But also, post traumatic. You know, after the rape had been done, this is either two years or even a year, and they have gone through whatever procedure they have gone through and legal uh, uh, procedures they had gone through. They are still, you know, under very, it is a traumatic experience. And they are still traumatized by the experience that they have gone through. So then also they still need further counseling, and that Mm -hmm. is when we will Mm -hmm. come in. You know, it will also be somebody that is, that is, you know, and this is for either or. This is for the victim or the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. This is something that we will open our doors to and we will, you know, assist in whatever way we can and what obviously within our abilities and capabilities. The voice of your final London, and of course, uh, we in the program MJC Speaks. When we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned on VSE 91.3 FM. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back uh, to the MJC Speaks program at 91.3 FM, and we're still with the Social Development Department. Sheikh Fadil Mandin, Head of Department of Social Development, joins us, as well as uh, Anjiri Waida Ali, Councillor, and uh, Zarina Colby. Receptions at the organization And then uh, we uh, have a question That says salam So I have a question around the Sharia court Are there any female sheikhs who sit on the panel If not, why not? The process of talaq is already traumatizing for any person But it's ten times worse when this process Is conducted in front of men Albeit ulama unfamiliar to the wife And then with Well if we think about our deen then um, sheikhs has a part that they play. But in terms of Sharia court, it is male-dominated. And it is within, uh, uh, obviously, the ambit of the Sharia court where the judges and the qadis that sit there, they are males. But what we do have there is the um, when any woman has to go into the Sharia court, the counselors, the female counselors, they will brief her. She knows exactly what she's going into. We try and explain to her that if there will be two or three sheikhs or imams molina sitting there and we tell her what they would expect of her, how she needs to basically conduct herself and how she needs to answer the questions and 
whatever they need. And we also inform her that she does have a voice in Sharia court. So if there's anything that the court maybe should um, recommend to her and she feels that she's unable maybe to follow through with that, she does have the right to say to them, you know, Imam Molana, with all due respect, this is what I have been through. This is what has happened. And I do not see myself going back into an abusive marriage or to a husband who's treating me unkindly or anything like that. So basically what we do is we inform and empower this, the women before they go into Sharia court that they do have a voice and the voices are heard in Sharia court, inshallah. Yeah. Okay. And also what we also need to understand also, or maybe just for, for information's sake, is that the imams or the maulanas or the qadi that, that sits behind the desk on the other side is not someone without a heart. Mm-hmm. It's not somebody yeah. that is not compassionate. It's somebody that understands the situation that has been working in the department for, you know, a good couple of years and has experience therein. And it's also not going to treat the case as, you know, with an iron fist or just be uh, no, something that is a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. They do understand that it is a very traumatic. That is why we do it. We do it on a daily basis. We understand that it is very traumatizing for either, not only for females, for men as well. So we, we kind of, uh, you know, use the kid glo- gloves when it comes to the Sharia code, because as we mentioned earlier, this is something that our emotions are very attached to. You know, somebody that you have given your heart to, somebody that you have given your love to, somebody that you have given your trust to. So we do understand that and we try to, you know, just not put ourselves in that person's shoes because we will never understand what every person goes through. But we also, you know, give across that, 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 that just that voice of compassion mm-hmm. and understanding. And we, it is not just a judgment where you're going to hit with a mallet on the table and say, this is what has been Mm-hmm. We will explain the procedure and we will explain to the client what has just happened, male or female. Mm-hmm. We will explain to them everything so that we understand that they understand what they have gone through and what had just happened before them. And then also um, looking at uh, the, the, the uh, social development department in the context of um, when you talk, when you talk about counselling, also, is there a space maybe for um, when it comes to matriculants, for instance? And these were asked as questions. We find ourselves in, this, uh, you know, most matriculants have concluded their schooling year, but there's a lot of stress that is attached to that, and it's sometimes psychological stress. So, is there a space at the MJC for you know matriculants who feel the pressure, pressure at home, uh, you know, pressure at school to do well, and some who are failing or fear of failing, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they feel that they cannot cope. Is, is, is there a space for them at the MJC whereby they can come and you know uh, seek uh, advice and, 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 and in that sense? Inshallah, I'm sure if there if is a matriculant to somebody that is in a very stressful situation mm-hmm. and they should come to the MGC, there will be help for them. But mm-hmm. as I think Sheikh Fadil said and as we know, it is primarily marriages and anything that stems from that. Mm-hmm. Because when you speak about a marriage, you speak about emotions. When things, when a marriage is in conflict, we speak about many, many, many different kinds of emotions. There's anger, there's disappointment, there's hurt, there's sadness. There's just a there's a host of emotions that this person goes through and sometimes the individual that comes in they need to understand what it is that they're feeling they sometimes cannot put their emotions into words and that is where the counselor's job comes in to try and 
try and bring an understanding to them, you know, what it is that they're feeling, why they're feeling in a certain way. Basically, just holding the client with the emotions until they can understand what it is that they're going through and what the procedure will be that they will follow. But in terms of matriculants, we have not had any of those mm-hmm. as yet. The but I'm sure we should be able to deal with some of that if they should need. The, the, reason, the reason why I ask that is that um, um, there, is, there is a high suicide rate, uh, subhanAllah, for during during this period of mm-hmm. time with matriculants who cannot mm-hmm. cope mm-hmm. with the stress and i mean it's it's quite a serious thing uh, mm-hmm. and 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 so the, the question would be obviously or the question that, that that i raised was in terms of you know does the mdc offer this kind of service or would they be able to in a situation like that offer some kind of counseling and guidance mm-hmm. uh, because i mean uh, as much as we would say ah oh, you know what you can always repeat the year mm-hmm. whatever but for that person who is going through that experience it's a very serious and very mm-hmm. traumatic yeah. experience sometimes and the concern mm-hmm. is uh, that you know it's almost as if the world has come to an end for that mm-hmm. person so no, alhamdulillah mm-hmm. you know um, we are all professional counselors there yeah. and we do deal with depression we do deal with stress mm-hmm. we know how to counsel suicide ideation mm-hmm. suicide mm-hmm. Um, if there's anybody who is thinking of suicide that's part of the training that we've done so mm-hmm. if anybody out there are in need it's part of the training of our counselors so inshallah we will be able to deal with it if it should come. Yeah, just, to, just to also understand is that that is something that does happen at the mm. MDC. We, we do get calls of people who are on the brink of, mm. you know, mm. wanting to commit suicide or is thinking about it or is in such a depressed mode that they don't know what to do. So we do, you know, we do take calls, although we don't prefer doing uh, counseling over the telephone, but we do get calls where p- we need to counsel people from, mm-hmm. you know, not going through with a, a, a suicide attempt or just obviously it is a call for for help okay. you know that is why they're making the call but it happens at the office yeah although we're saying that the core function is marital issues we're not saying that we confine to marital issues as well only so if there is any person that is finding difficult you know coming to terms with you know i finished matric how did i do the pressures of it like until the way they're saying it is all professionals that we do have it is not just a, a imam that we just grabbed out of a mikhrab to say okay come and counsel here it is people that knows what they are doing it is people that are in tune with what is happening outside it is people that understand you know what is going it is people you know, that is it's mothers, it is mm-hmm. it's sisters, it is children, and we understand what the world is. We're not, we don't live behind, you know, a segregated wall from everybody else. So we have professionals on board that is able to assist. And like we have also mentioned earlier, that if we feel that it is out of our, our control or out of our ambit to, to help and assist that person, then we have the, the necessary channels where we can refer to, inshallah. Inshallah. And of course, the voice of Sheikh Fahd al head of the Department of Social Development. We also have uh, Auntie Rueda Ali, counselor, and uh, Auntie Zarina Kalbi, who is receptionist uh, at uh, the MJC. And uh, uh, we've been speaking about the Social Development Department and all the various facets in, uh, of this uh, of this uh, department and how it uh, relates to and engages with the community. I want to say shukran so much to all my guests for coming in and sharing Fine. this uh, vital information with us and helping us to understand and get an inside look into uh, the MJC once again and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that the organization goes from strength to strength and that the uh, services that the MJC 
legacy provides int- becomes entrenched within the community and helps to uplift. It's not only socially, uh, but um, uh, to a bro- and to a broad to a broader to a broader spectrum, inshallah. And also, uh, once again, when I when I when I think about you know how expensive the 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 the, the services of the MJC is, it makes you realize that how much alhamdulillah we have grown, even as a small Muslim community. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That we are able to cover and and, and serve mm-hmm. uh, the way that we do and provide the services that we do, even as a minority within this country. Subhanallah. Once again, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and safe trip home, inshallah. Amin wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.